hosting for your tech life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good day. Welcome to Your Tech Life, episode 309. It's great to have your company once again. And uh, thank you for subscribing, because that means that, uh, boom, it's just in your, it's in your phone. Look at that. So easy. Uh, and it's great to be here inside your phone or your computer, wherever I am. Uh, do get in touch. Jump on the website, eftm.com.au, or uh, you can jump on Twitter, at Trevor Long. Love hearing from people on Twitter. Um, I don't think I've missed too many tweets, apart from some interesting moments over the last week, which was... <laughs> talk about shortly and if you follow me on twitter or instagram you'll probably already know um about that <laughs> um all good uh and some fun that was had we're going to talk tonight about online shopping leading up to christmas and the, the tips and tricks that'll keep you safe um some security tips that'll last you all year really if you want we've got calls about uh, 9hd we've got calls about doorbells uh docking stations you name it we're going to talk about padlocks that are, that are future the, the future of padlocks and an aussie invention um, we're going to talk about the new BlackBerry. I'm going to talk about headphones that have changed my world. Unbelievable. Honestly. So cool. Um, and we do it all thanks to Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation, GPS technology. We'll tell you more about them shortly. But if you want to get in touch, it's so easy. What you do is you go to the website, EFTM, everything for the man, EFTM.com.au. Uh, or you can call 1-800-157-157, leave a message. That's okay. I might accept that. Or jump on Twitter at Trevor Long because this is your tech life and I'm M Techie. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. But Trevor Long's the world's best techie. He's the kind of guy we picked on at school. And it wasn't fair, but he don't care. Let me tell you this story from start to finish. Um, gonna say, to a Friday and a bit ago, um, I received a call from uh, one of the producers at a current affair, saying I heard about this story, and they sent me a link to a story in the UK about these hoverboards, um, self-balancing scooters, catching fire. Now, that worried me, and I had a look at it and uh, started investigating. And on the very same day, I received an email from a PR company with a new brand of these same very devices called the Skywalker. And I said to the company, I said, let's get some of those. Let me, let me have a look, and I'll, I'll have a play with one. I'll send one to the producer at, at Channel 9, and we'll, we'll, um, we'll at least have something to talk about in the story then. And, and you can help us understand what you need to look for so that they're not going to catch fire. Turns out that they're really, really cheap, like $200 models, have really crappy batteries and really bad chargers, not certified, and they will literally burst into flames um, if you overcharge them. So a real worry. Um, but um, but also, the, there's some reliable versions out there and, and well worth looking at. You know, Kaiser Bass have one at Harvey Norman. The Skywalker that, that I was sent is unbelievable. It's like a 10-kilo thing. It's bloody heavy. 
Um, but anyway, so um, very cool. Got it. They crewed it out to have a play with. So very hard to, to find the time to have a look at it. But I pull it out in the, in the garage here next to the studio. And I started scooting around on it. A bit hard, but I got the gist of it. I did a little video um, just looking down at my feet. So I proved that I could do it. Um, very cool. And uh, a couple of days later, I came home in the afternoon at one o'clock to go to my daughter's um, preschool Christmas concert. Little Harry was here. It was Wednesday last week. And he was there, and we were kind of waiting five minutes before we had to go. So I got on the hoverboard, the scooter, and I'm um, scooting around, you know, very, very, like, super slow, just in the entryway to the house, and the thing hits a bit of Lego. And let me tell you, you how these things work is the left and right foot, you push down and sort of lean forward, lean back on the left or the right, and you can steer them. So that each wheel is independent. Now, the problem was when you hit the Lego with, with the left wheel and it stops and your momentum is still forward with the right wheel, the right wheel keeps going and you're off balance. Your, your left foot then pushes backwards so the thing spins around and you're up in the air and you fall down or I fall down and um, fell on my arm. So it hurt. It actually didn't hurt that much. It was just, you know, a big, big shock and a hundred kilos falling on the floor. It was a big, big thud and, and whatnot. Now I'm standing at the Christmas concert. It's not, not feeling great, not feeling awesome. Uh, go back to work, not feeling brilliant, but, you know, tapping away on the keyboard, hurting myself. Then I went to the Telstra Christmas drinks that night with Stephen Fennick, and we recorded last week's episode of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Uh, and I actually said during the podcast while we were recording, I said, I'm going to have to go to hospital after this. And so I did. I went to hospital that night, Hornsby Emergency. Uh, they decided they needed to do an X-ray. They sent me off, got an X-ray, and a lovely emergency doctor there said to me, look, it's hard to tell from this angle, but there could be suspicion of a fracture there, so I'd like to put it in a half brace. So he, so he made this kind of half plaster and wrapped it up. Uh, what do I do now? Anyway, next day, uh, he rings me and says, yeah, no, I think you really need to get that looked at, so you know, come back to the fracture clinic, whatever. A couple of hours later, some random doctor from Hornsby rings and says, listen, we've had a look at the x-rays, I'm a specialist. Book yourself an appointment with a with a specialist at the sand. Skip the skip the fracture clinic. Go straight to the specialist. So I went and got a CT scan on Friday. Monday morning, I went to a, a bloke who everyone knows as the the bee's knees of shoulder and elbow injuries um, up this way called uh, Doctor Duckworth. And uh, he mate, he took one look. He drew to me what 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 had happened. You know, drew a picture of the bone. So mate, you got two options. One, you know, you kind of put it in a sling cast and you wait eight weeks. Or we operate. I said, when can we operate? He said, today. <laughs> so I came back to the hospital. He, he cut me open, drilled some holes in my elbow, and hopefully the pain will go away soon because it was only yesterday. <laughs> Literally 24 hours ago, I was I was um, being woken from the anesthesia. Um, so my, my elbow is quite swollen. It's no longer broken, but it is now titanium reinforced and hurts like all hell. Um so, look, a word of warning. Uh, buy carefully because those things will explode if you don't buy the right brands. I would recommend to you Skywalker because I have looked in great detail at their, their testing procedures and processes. Um, and it seems to me that they have done all the right things in terms of ensuring that it is a safe product for Australian power connections and, and Australian use. Um, if you are buying one for your children, buy them a helmet, knee pads and shoulder pad, elbow pads. Because they are dangerous. These things go 20Ks an hour. The kids' versions go slightly slower. They, they will hurt you if you fall. And I'm, I am an unco fool, but there are many, many, many people I have seen fall off these things. 
So even though you see someone you know, jig around on TV on them for five minutes, that's all good. People fall off them. So, so be careful. <sighs> and let me tell you, the most expensive review I've ever done because uh, surgery is not cheap. So, um, yeah, uh, lesson learned. And uh, never going to see that money again. Uh, it's, uh, could have made a lovely donation to charity with that few thousand bucks. But anyway, life goes on. You learn your lesson. It's, um, I'm able to laugh about it, which is good, I think. You're listening to Your Tech Life. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend buying a hoverboard. What I would recommend is uh, a little padlock from the blokes at Dog and Bone called Locksmart. Now, Dog and Bone are the company that a few weeks ago I told you about. They had a, a wetsuit-style um, uh, phone cover. Um, so, you know, fully um, shockproof and waterproof phone cover for your iPhone and, and other, other models as well. Great devices. But this one they sent me is an Australian first, a world first. It's an Australian product, world first. A Bluetooth padlock. So it comes in two models. One of them's 109. The other one, the slightly bigger one, is 139. Very expensive for a padlock, yes, but no key. No key. Secure Bluetooth connection allows you to unlock the padlock with your phone. So you walk up to your bike, which is locked, and you open up the app and you touch the screen and the, the thing unlocks. Or you open up the app and you use your fingerprint to unlock. Or you open up the app and put in a four-digit code to unlock the lock. Um, very cool. Now, the lock can either stay on, and therefore the batteries will run down you know, probably in a few weeks, and you have to charge them via USB, or it goes into power saver mode. So when you want to unlock it, you just press a button on the bottom, powers up, and then you can unlock it with the smartphone. Work on the side gate. Plus, like your Kivo that I've got on the front door, you can email other people or SMS other people a key. So if you've got a gardener coming or someone's coming to stay or whatever it is and they need to get in the back gate or whatever it might be, you can actually SMS them a key to your house or your gate or your bike or whatever it is you've got locked up. Very cool little thing, very simple to use. Aussie invention, they'll do very well. Um, they're going to be at CES. I'll check out. They've got more products coming too, apparently. Um, but I loved it. I think it's a great product. Really solid. Expensive, yes. Cool, yes. Um, and well worth checking out, especially if you're looking for someone for a cool gift for someone special. Um, check it out. I've done photos and full review at eftm.com.au. <laughs> Now, the good people at Garmin bring you this program each and every week, and we do appreciate their support, so you should support them, as lots of people do. So I appreciate that when you do that. And, um, you know, one of their products that's done very well for them over a long period of time is the Forerunner series of watches. Now, there's a whole series of watches here, right from the Forerunner 15 up to the Forerunner 920XL, um, and they all have a different purpose. Um, for example, the Forerunner 230 um, has... Uh, Audio prompts to help you stay on pace when you pair the Forerunner 230 with a compatible phone. Smart features include notifications and IQ for the uh, uh, Connect IQ apps, other connected features, and automatic uploads to Garmin Connect and live tracking. Advanced workouts and training plans can be downloaded directly to your watch from the Garmin Connect. So that's mid-range. Down uh, then you've got your your Forerunner 15, very simple GPS enabled, activity tracker, virtual pacer, heart rate compatible, foot pod compatible. A uh, bunch of great things. And then right up to your um, to your Forerunner 920, which has Race Predictor. I mean, this is a serious watch for triathletes. Um, absolute huge range of products they have at Garmin in terms of the sports watches. Um, beautiful uh, color touchscreens on most of them. 
fantastic products. Check them out at garmin.com. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 309. Uh, if you want to get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com.au. You can jump on Twitter at Trevor Long. You can call one 800 157 157. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter. We'll get you on. We'll say good day. Good day, William. Good day, Trevor. How's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, thanks. What uh, What can I talk about with you, my friend? Uh, well, I came across a bit of a discovery the other day, and I thought that some of the listeners might be interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, being a tech show and all, mm-hmm. it's a um, doorbell, but it's not like your normal doorbell that, you know, like most people might have a wired one or a remote one, mm-hmm. but this doorbell actually um, hooks up to through your Wi-Fi through to your phone. So what happens is someone comes up, they push the doorbell, and um, you get a message on your phone. And the good thing is um, you can get the message from anywhere around the world, so you don't actually have to be at home. Mm. And it comes through video and also some sound. Now, I saw something like this uh, almost a year ago now in, in Las Vegas, uh, the CES show. Um, it, had a, it had a really simple name. Um, it was something very simple. It was a silly name, in fact. Can you remember what the name of this one is? Uh, no. Um, I've, said, I've, um, I've got the link. Um, I don't know up. if you can put that up in the show notes. Yeah, no, I will. I'm just looking up my, uh, my website. I'm just going to go doorbell CS. Ring. That was it. Ring. That, is that the one? Very simple. You think I could have remembered that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, here's one. the funny yeah. thing. I remember there being more than one product called Ring last year. <laughs> there was actually a ring you put on your finger that allows you to control your mouse on your screen. And so it was very confusing that in the space of two days, I found two completely separate products with the same name. Um, and the thing about this was, from memory, it was a couple of hundred bucks. Um, I think they even shipped internationally, so you could get one here. Have, have, you, have you bought one? Or have you just heard about uh, it and you're thinking about it? No, I haven't bought one. I just, um, I listen to your show all the mm. time. Um, and a lot of people ring up and some people with problems and some people ring up and, yeah. you know, they've got little gadgets they've come across. And um, I don't know if I'd actually get one, but I'm pretty sure that some of your listeners so, yeah, would some, some right of us up would. their alley. You know what I want, though? Uh, and they did talk about it, but it's probably still a way off. I want it then to be linked to my front door because... My front door, I've got, I think you might have heard me talk about the Kivo, which allows me to use Bluetooth on my phone to just tap the door and it opens. Now, yep. there is an attachment for that that will allow me to control and unlock my front door from anywhere in the world. So why not, when someone rings the doorbell, I see them on a video in my iPhone or smartphone, and then I could press a button and unlock the door and let them in. Like, how cool would that be? Well, that would be pretty good. Or is that going um... too far, do you reckon? <laughs> Well, no, no, no. I think, um, like, as, as both you and I and, and probably a lot of you listeners know, that um, tech gets upgraded, you know, pretty much on a weekly basis. So yeah, yeah. I'd imagine um, they'll grab that technology and, and put it into Ring 2.0 or something. But you reckon it's a step too far for you, just Ring 1.0? Yeah, 1.0 is probably far enough for the time being. <laughs> but I just thought it was really good because... Um, on, on their actual website, there's videos and stuff that you can have a look at. Right. And what it actually um, shows you is that someone's delivering a parcel. Oh, now, yeah, which is common, yes. That's, that's a good thing because if, if you're, say, you know, I don't know, if you live like I do in Canberra and you're up in Sydney and you're getting a parcel delivery, 
you can come through, you can get the video so you can see the person standing at the front door, mm. and you could say, look, mate, could you just run it next door to the neighbours? Yep, yep. Or, mate, um, you can leave it there behind that might, tree, da 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 yeah. yeah, that's right, um, behind the roller door or something. But you might also, um, you know, open up the video and say hello, mm. And it could be someone selling something, and you can say, sorry, we're not interested. You don't have to go to the door. You know what you could do? You know how some couriers won't leave something for you? Maybe maybe what you could do is trick them into thinking that you're home. So you could answer it, and you could say, yeah, mate, I'm, uh, I've just got out of the shower. Just leave it there for me, and I'll, I'll come down. And then you're actually on the other side of the world. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, you, you could do that. Um, tell them you're on the toilet, maybe. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But the other thing I thought it was very useful for is, um, especially around Christmas time and that, um, you get a lot of burglaries and stuff yeah, like that. So, sure. you know, if you're down the coast and you're, and you're at home and, and the doorbell rings and you get an alert on your phone and you pull up the video and it's someone you've never heard of before, mm-hmm. usually if it was a burglar and you said, yes, mate, what do you want? They'd be gone. Yep, right, beautiful. Because the last thing they want to do is for you to open the door and identify them. So if someone's home, they'll go on to the next house. So uh, what's the most high-tech thing in your house then? Um, The most high-tech thing in my house? What's the gadget you're most proud of? If Ring Um, Ring 1.0 is a step too far for you, I'm curious as to where where your tech level lives. Well, I've got a Netgear router. That's good. Um, that's one of the. New, it's it's not new now. It's probably about a year old. But it was Still. one of the AC ones when they yeah. first came out. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah, it's got dual band. Um, I don't know. We've got a couple of laptops and a, a few phones. So you haven't fully jumped. You've got to get into this smart home, mate. You've got to get into the smart home. I just turned my my Belkin Wemo. I added my Christmas lights to the Belkin Wemo. So my son, my four-year-old, comes up to me when he gets home from preschool and he says, "Can I turn on the lights now?" And um, and and he gets my smartphone and he opens up the Wemo app and he turns on the Christmas tree lights. It's very funny. He loves it. That's fun though. You see, you can turn. I could turn my Christmas tree lights on and off from anywhere in the world. Yeah. Well, that's probably pretty good. Um, yeah. Well, come on, mate. Go and get one yeah, of those. Go down to Dick Smith and I'm... get one of those. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, like I said before, as the technology changes so often um, and, you know, you buy a new phone and then six weeks later a new model's out of a different phone you didn't know you needed till they told you you needed it, um, I, I just sort of kind of wait a little bit and see what actually comes out. So like you said, you could go out and buy this doorbell, um, get it all set up, fall in love with it, and then next thing you know, version 2.0 comes out and you can unlock your door with that one. Absolutely. Well, that's the fun part of technology, mate, but it's it's good that you're discovering it, even if you're not going to buy it that day, William. Thanks for the the heads up, buddy. No worries. Thank you very much, Trevor. It's nice talking to you. Good on you, mate. And have a Merry Christmas. And you too, mate. Merry Christmas. Thanks very much. And uh, if you want to have a chat about anything technology you've seen, heard, or anything, uh, whether it's in a store, on a website, on a podcast, uh, we want to share it with the rest of the listeners, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Questions, problems, you want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, get on the blower, 1-800-157-157, or you can go to the website, eftm.com.au. Jump on Twitter, follow me, and say good day at Trevor Long. G'day, Robin. Yes, good day, Trevor. Mate, what can I do for you? Um, well, 
I've got a situation which I imagine quite a few other people in Sydney have probably got at the moment, which is that uh, since uh, Channel 9 went to broadcasting uh, the new Channel 9 HD, uh, I think a number of um, people with recorders and probably older recorders and older TVs in Sydney might not be able to get the new Channel 9 transmission. Now, I've spoken to Channel 9, and I understand they're, they're now broadcasting an MPEG-4 transmission. That's which, right. Um, but Mate, I've never we, had so many calls about one issue. Well, it's probably an overstatement, but in the last four or five weeks, when I first reported that uh, the new channel that they announced was very exciting, but would only be available to you know certain televisions, uh, I don't think people believed me until it actually happened. And now you know everyone's discovering how good or, or old or new or bad their TV is. How? What's your situation? Does it work or not? Well, yeah, uh, I've got a TV which is only about a year and a half old, and it works, but my recorder, um, which is a good Panasonic model, which is about five or six years old, uh, definitely cannot yeah. pick up the new HD. And uh, I spoke to Panas. Well, I spoke initially to Channel 9, and their technical area clearly must be aware of all the inquiry because oh, they seem to have a list. They seem to have a list there yep. of sort of models, models which can, which will work or which won't work. Some get so firmware I, updates, some don't. And, that, mate, they would be in it. Put it this way, if in... Three weeks, little old me on the radio and here on a podcast have had, I reckon, 100 calls. Um, could you imagine what the actual Channel 9 switchboard's getting? It would be unbelievable. Yeah, well, I mean, there would be a lot of people out there who don't have very recent model TVs right. or record, recording devices. So um, I spoke to Panasonic and they say there's no sort of firmware update uh, whereby you can sort of um, bring this um, recording device up to, uh, to receive the new transmission. So... Yeah. Um, there are on some. Got... To be clear, though, for some televisions, it is a firmware yeah. update. So that's the challenge. You've either got it works and it doesn't, and then in the middle you've got maybe a firmware update. So before, excuse me, before you go buying something new, you you know it's worth checking that out. But in your case, probably not. Sounds like yeah. Well, so I just thought I just thought it'd be interesting to raise this uh, this matter with you, Trevor, because uh, as I said, there must be a lot of other people out there who are going to find the same issue yep. with their new HD. Yep, good to keep talking about it because it it's an issue. But the good news is you can still watch the channel, so you don't miss the content, you just don't get the quality. So, well, you know, yeah. as I look up now, Big Bang Theory is on. Now, do I care that that's in HD? Probably not. Um, when the yep. cricket's on, bloody oath I want it in HD. So, um, you know, your, your, your problem is you're getting the signal, but you're not getting the recording of it. So that's a bit of a pain in the bum, isn't it? Well, 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 it is, and I mean, at uh, this stage, uh, I don't intend to sort of upgrade my uh, no. recording device. They're fairly expensive, but uh, mm. nonetheless, I thought I thought it was an issue worth highlighting. And uh, obviously, you have had various inquiries about it. So, good <laughs> man, good on you. Thanks for thanks for keeping the reminder happening because it's important that everyone hears about it. Thank you, mate, and thanks for getting in touch. Thank you, Trevor. Bye. Good on you. And if you've got a question, a problem about anything technology in your life, just jump on the phone. Happy to hear from you, and you go to the website EFTM. .com.au A couple of products I want to tell you about uh, that I've been playing with over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Blackberry's back. Woo! Um, quite interesting, really. I, um, I reflected on this as I was writing my review, but and I started my review by saying, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. Because in, I think it was June 2011, I wrote an article saying Blackberry should embrace... Android, because they make good phones, but their software were, software was not keeping up. Well, the BlackBerry Priv will be available in Australia early in the year, and I've had a play with it. 
uh, and it's excellent. It is excellent. It has a great camera, reasonably good performance. It doesn't, for me, doesn't feel top-end performance. It certainly feels solid. Um, it runs Android, but it also has a keyboard. So a full touchscreen Android phone, but it slides up and reveals a keyboard. Um, look, I didn't find it amazingly comfortable to use like, a, like an old BlackBerry, but certainly uh, you know, having a keyboard is a huge bonus when you're typing a lot. Um, so the keyboard is back. Um, another great feature is the BlackBerry Hub, which is where all of your social media and email can all be together. And so you can actually snooze these events. So if someone sends you an email or a phone, you get a missed call, you can snooze it either for a certain period of time or by location or connectivity. So you can actually say, when I connect to my home Wi-Fi network, remind me of this. When I connect my to my Bluetooth in the car, remind me of this. So you can actually you know, remind you. It's very, very smart stuff. Very, very smart. So, and that's what BlackBerry did best, you know, organization and, uh, you know, actually trying to make your, your work life better. So they've done very well. It's a good product. Um, as I said, the camera is excellent. I put some photo examples up. Um, nothing special, but they're, they're there. Um, look, this is a good little, little device uh, and a full version of Android means that if you left BlackBerry for Android, but you did love the keyboard, this could tempt you back. This could be the device that gets people back to BlackBerry because it's Android finally. So well worth checking out, I would recommend, um, if you have the time. My review is at eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Now, the other product, honestly, I, this was a strange story. I went to Melbourne, I think, um, a couple of months. Yeah, I was going down for the Speedway Grand Prix. I think it was, and I didn't take any headphones. Idiot. So I went to one of those tech-to-go stores, and I bought a pair of $400 Bose headphones, little any noise-canceling ones. Um, and I, I remember tweeting a picture saying, headphone problem solved, you beauty. And a bloke, um, or, or a woman, I don't know, but I'm tipping it's a bloke, under the uh, Twitter username Platinum Liquor, obviously a retail store of some description, um, tweeted, and the simple tweet was, Nah, mate, it's all about the Grado headphones. This, I'm guaranteeing you. Now, that happens a lot. People say, you know, this, that, the other, and they mention the company on Twitter, but rarely do you actually hear back from them. So I got a, I got a tweet from Jonathan Grado, from Grado Labs in Brooklyn. And we got in touch via email and we, we talked. He's a third-generation Grado at Grado Labs. His father is, is the boss there and his, his grandfather and an and, and uncle, I think it was, were the founders of the, of the company, originally making things like um, you know, the stylus or the, the needle for your, for your um, phonograph or your, your LP player. Um, and they've been making headphones for a very, very long time. Now, he's the marketing manager and he said, well, um, let's get you some. So I said, all right, let's try them out if they're, if they're so good. Anyway, here's the funny thing. I um, I forgot to get back to him, da 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 And in the end, uh, I did. And he said, we've got an Aussie distributor. And I didn't think they had any stock. And it turns out they have. But this is, this is the quote from his email. So the Aussie distributor's got stock. But he says, but I already started building your Grado. Y- your what, mate? These things are handmade. So I went searching on YouTube. And there's a bunch of really good quality videos from some of the big tech um, websites in America. Looking behind the scenes of this joint in Brooklyn, handmade, handmade. Like they're extru- extruding stuff there. They're soldering with their bare hands, the, you know, 
the the joins and the the cables, and I get these things. A UPS courier turns up, and I get the things, and they're 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 not retro. They are they are retro. These are these design. This is solid design, but nothing. You know, none of this hard plastic. You know, funky looking things. They're just headphones, and the cable is thick. And it joins together and it, and, and it goes down to this huge thick cable that plugs in the bottom of your phone, gold plated. And I just, wow, they're very interesting, very simple, very light on the head though. But then I turn them on and I played Adele. I've been listening to 25, the new Adele album for some time. The sound was phenomenal. I've never experienced anything like it. Now I'd done some looking at these Grado things and I thought they were like five, six hundred dollar headphones. So I thought, oh, that's, oh, of course. But then I looked up this particular model that he'd sent me because I didn't know which one he was going to send me. And he sent me the SR80Es in the Prestige series. These in Australia are $159. These things at $159 produced the best sound I've ever heard from my iPhone. It was amazing. And I'm talking better than anything I've listened to. And now they are not the perfect headphones. On a train, terrible, because everyone else can hear what you're listening to. And there's no noise blocking at all. So you can hear what's happening around you. These are beautiful for when you are on holidays and want to sit back and enjoy music. These are beautiful for when you're on your own in an office and you want to sit back and enjoy music. But $159, they are must-haves if you're a music lover. They're available in Australia from Addicted to Audio. Um, and... I, I just recommend you look them up. Grado Labs, G-R-A-D-O, Grado Labs. Uh, and to Mr. Platin, Platinum Liquor, or Platinum underscore Liquor on Twitter. Thank you for recommending those to me. Um, I will cherish them for some time, I suspect, because they are an amazing sound. Um, and I may even start saving up for a little bit more expensive ones, and we'll see. All right, you are listening to Your Tech Life. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading wherever you are. Episode 309. Great to have your company. If you uh, want to have a chat about technology in your life, you've got a problem with technology, just jump on the phone, one 800 or go to the website, eftm.com.au. Now, whew, December is raring ahead. I can't believe it's already a week down, and that means it's not far until my birthday. No, uh, Christmas is what I meant, but it's truly my birthday as well in between, so online shopping is peaking because you're all panicking about what you're getting. And you know, the problem with online shopping is that there's scams out there. They come to you via email. They come to you um, every which way. Sometimes, you know, it's all a bit too good to be true. You get those scams on Facebook. So go to a trusted source and Michael McKinnon is the Security Awareness Director for AVG. G'day, Michael. G'day, Trevor. How are you going? Good, buddy. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, Merry Christmas. You guys have come up with a nice little list. Um, let's run through that list. It's kind of advice for people this time of year. Now, let's be clear, it lasts all year, but a good time to remind us because it's, it's the peak shopping festival, both in stores and online, so no better time to remind us. So let, let's run through the, the tips that you've got because I think they're excellent and very valuable. And the first one, it's, it's an interesting one because um, I find it hard to recommend to people that, that they have to buy from a reputable and trusted store because people seem to want to just go to the guy with the cheapest uh, product, but that's not always the best thing to do. So buying from a reputable and trusted store. 
That's right. So this is really around, and, and the problem with this tip is it's really hard to do in practice. Um, and but you know, there's still there's still a couple of things you can you can do. So you know, of course, there are the big names that are out there, the eBay's and uh, and other big sites that are really well known, and. Uh, even when you're using a site like that, however, you know, you've got sellers on there and, you know, you, you can still, there are issues you can, you can come a cropper with. And okay. some of them, for example, are where people, um, want to establish direct contact with you outside of the official, ah. um, store, like if it's an e- eBay or something like that. Yeah. And so you really need to be careful that who you're dealing with is the actual vendor who is listed, uh, if it's a, a multi vendor environment like eBay, um, or if it's, a, a you know, a website that you've actually gone to and you've just Googled them, uh, you know, you really want to be making sure they've got like, you know, a, an actual physical business address in most cases, yep. um, you know, a telephone number and actually, you know, sometimes go to the extent of calling the number. Yeah. Um, the problem with online reviews and, you know, you like you might go to a site and there'll be lots of online reviews and comments and testimonials from so-called customers. Um, the sad reality is that for scammy sites, you know, they've just written their own testimonials and so that, that information is completely bogus and so you can't rely on uh, those sorts of comments and testimonials from people because they just simply may not be true. Somewhat hand in hand with that and I mentioned at the start um, if it's too good to be true it probably is and, and often that, <laughs> that goes straight hand in hand with that you know you have not heard of this retailer but the deal is very good. And I remember this, in fact, I was buying um, one of those little PCs on a stick, a little, little computer, you know. They re- their RRP is 200 bucks, And I'm Googling it, and I'm seeing them for 100 120 and then 199 199 200 And I thought to myself, I don't know what's going on with those two down there, but I ain't going there. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's and, and again, you know, it's it's one of these things. There's no hard or fast rule about how to kind of avoid this this type of scam. I mean, there are some cases where there are seemingly legit, legitimate offers that are, that seem to be too good to be true based on price. And, yeah. But you can also find yourself in a situation, particularly with electronic goods, for example, if you buy something that um, that uh, is a grey import, as they're called, yep. you may not be covered with warranty and things like that mm. locally. So it certainly may be cheaper, but the long you need to understand and you need to look at the total cost of the ownership of that that item because it may end up costing you more, particularly if it does it does break down. But yeah, um, too good to be true. You know, is is also really around the sort of scammy offers that are there. Um, counterfeit goods are certainly a big one that, that are on the rise. Um, you know, lots of sort of you know fashion items, fashion accessories, these sorts of things that are very appealing for a lot of people. But, um, you know, they're, 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 they're counterfeit manufacturers who are making, you know, counterfeit items and yeah. they're, they're uh, relying on the brand goodwill of those companies and, and effectively everyone's getting ripped off. And you should look at the websites like Scamwatch and the like for, um, for advice on those things. If, you, if you're wondering, you can search those and you can go to those websites and read up. The, the, we talked earlier about, um, you know, eBay and other places and the establishing the direct connection, which can often lead to the, the issue of payment, uh, which leads us to our third tip, uh, pay securely. Now... There's a couple of things about this, and and the, and I'll, I'll we'll talk about them all. But you know, obviously the the old lock on the browser is one. But then there's also just simply the payment mechanism. You know, it should really be uh, a big name payment system like a PayPal or a Mastercard, Masterpass or an Apple Pay. You know, there's a lot of big name systems out there. You shouldn't need to go around the block and be doing any CODs or anything like that. 
No, that's right. You shouldn't, and you certainly shouldn't be doing Western Union and other sort of, you know, telegraphic money transfers and yep. things like this, or, you know, international bank transfers, um, you know, would be raising a lot of red flags as well. So you need to be sticking with vendors who are going to accept, you know, look, the good old fashioned credit card, there's nothing wrong with it. Yep. In, in many cases, the credit card companies are underwriting the, the you know, the sort of risk, yep. um, particularly for Australian consumers. And so, you know, we're really, we're really fortunate that that's the case for us. So stick with those mainstream um, payment methods, but also paying securely is about making sure that the browser connection you have is such that you're not going to get your credit card details, you know, intercepted um, in transmission between your computer and the, the, the servers that you're accessing now. Um, you know, fortunately, most legitimate websites will be using SSL encryption. Mm -hmm. And this is when you look at the browser bar on your, uh, or the URL bar on your, the address bar, which is a little uh, bit along the top of your screen. Mm -hmm. And you want to look for the green padlock over on the left hand corner. And you want to be able to click on that green pa padlock in most cases and actually see that it, it shows you a bit of information about the secure certificate and the se secure connection that your browser has established. Yeah. If you, if you can't do that basic check, um, then you know the good. The chances are you're looking at a website that may be completely illegitimate to begin with, um, or one that certainly hasn't taken the necessary steps to secure your information as it's transmitted to them. Yep, good tip. Now, again, we talk about payments, but but it's it's the biggest risk, and this gets very much into the scam realm. And we'll talk about emails in a minute. But certainly, anything that comes at you and suggests that you do an up front payment or fee that's like run like the wind surely yeah <laughs> absolutely you know any again any kind of transaction or any kind of sales offer that's coming to you that has this notion of you know uh there's some other kind of you know and sometimes it's under the guise scammers will often create very amazing elaborate stories about mm -hmm. about something that's happening and the whole and the whole reason they do this is because they want to create a situation that sort of sounds so unreal that you think, well, no scammer would even come yeah. up with something And so they'll even have proof. I've had people that, <laughs> uh, you know, it might not be Christmas time, but people buying, you know, puppy dogs, you know, from a breeder, but the, the owner or, or the, the seller is in the, in the U.S. Navy and they're on a ship and da da da, da. They'll send yes, you copies of their ID. The oil, it's, it's usually an oil rig in the West Indies yeah. or some, you know, and they can't, and this is a particular problem for sellers. Yes. If you're selling something online, um, and again, the, the, the tip here is um, always make sure that your communication with vendors or with buyers, if you're selling something online, is done is never done directly, particularly if you're on a multi-vendor site like an, an eBay. Mm. You want to make sure that you're only communicating with potential buyers or potential sellers through the official messaging system that's built into the uh, the yeah, eBay the system or whatever yeah, platform right. you're using. And, um, of course, the, the, the number one thing that happens is some people put their mobile number into the description oh, of what yeah. they're selling and, and scammers come after them straight away. But, yeah, um, upfront payments and fees are a real real uh, one to look out for. My, my challenge for people on the next tip, which is watch out for phishing emails, is they're getting really good. I mean, a phishing email <laughs> yeah. is is for the for the uninitiated is is a fake email. So phishing is is trying to trick you into thinking it is something that it's not. So you might get an email from the Australian Tax Office or from PayPal or from your bank, which looks one hundred percent legitimate. You you may be able to recognise the logo, their letterhead, whatever it might be. 
um, and it and it says it speaks reasonable language, and it says to you, you know, click here to go into your account, or click here, you've been compromised. Click here to change your password. Now, what happens is it takes you then to a website which also looks so legitimate that it's not funny. And mate, that is a huge risk still in this day and age, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a couple of tips here. You know, there used to be this old myth, um, or it wasn't a myth, it was a kind of a security reality, you know, back probably you know, five or ten more years ago, and a lot of people still seem to remember this. It's that whole thing about, oh, if you open the email, like not even not clicking an email, but if you open the email and read the email, that somehow your computer's becoming, going to be infected. Now, certainly that's still a, you know, a slim possibility, but the on overall, most of the mail software and most of the mail systems that we're all using today to open and read email are fairly safe and secure. So the, the old the old panic of, oh, oh, if you see just even the subject line in the inbox, you know, and it's not legitimate, just delete it straight away. Don't feel too panicky about opening it to have a look what it is. Um, I know a lot of people have, you know, they get very nervous about that, but um, I can assure you it's actually not as bad these days as it used to be. Mm, yep. So what we're generally then looking at in an email, once you've opened the email, you're looking at the email and you're confronted with uh, an invoice, a receipt for something you think you didn't buy or um, a, an email from your bank or an official company, um, a, you know, it could be a law firm and, and usually there's a sense of urgency in these emails and something is going to happen if you don't act. Something's going to happen if you don't click and it's that sense of urgency that that I think we all need to just sort of pick up on and respond to and then, and then that's when the red flag should come up and say, okay, this may not be legitimate. Yeah. Now then there are two there are two things that happen the email may contain an attachment, which they then want you to open, and the attachment can range from a web form that's actually the phishing form. Instead of sending you to a website, sometimes it'll be the actual form that they want you to open in a web page yep. that's stored in the attachment, and then they want you to fill out all this detail and hit submit, and they'll capture your information that way. Other other um, ones that are going around a lot at the moment are Word documents, Excel documents, and things like this that have macros. Yeah. And those documents will ask you to enable macros in order to run, and then they actually infect your machine with malware. So you definitely want to keep away from those. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the more generic kind of phishing emails are the ones that don't have any attachment. There's just a link that they want you to click on. And so I really encourage you, if that email appears to be coming from your bank or it appears to be coming from an organization you already have a relationship with, what you should then be doing is opening your browser, not clicking in the email and actually going to the website um, of the site that you, that you yeah. think the email has come so from. If, if so the if the scam is St. George, then just if you if you think it's legitimate, Go to stgeorge.com.au and go into your bank the normal way. Don't click on the link in the email or a document or an attachment because then if there's something they need from you, they'll tell you there. That's exactly right. Mm. Now, the last tip, and this is an interesting one for me, and this is why you're on the line. You're the man. You're from AVG, Internet Security <laughs> Company. So I say this to people all the time, and I think we've even had the chat that says, you know what, we're, we've done okay over the, over the last 10 years that I've been doing this. People now know they've got to have antivirus. Tick. But we've now got to keep reminding them that it's not just antivirus. You need that internet security. You've got to have a, a solid solution. Tell me what it is that the, these solutions do. So we've just talked about some, some really important messages, five, five tips there. 
The sixth tip is to install an antivirus solution and keep it up to date. What are you doing in that software? What are you looking for that, that helps people, um, you know, basically have the, the good guy on the shoulder saying, maybe don't do that? Yeah, so look, it's all around detection and it's all around maintaining a good known configuration of your of your computer or your your device. And there, and so, you know, essentially all of all of what you do on your PC, your Mac or your mobile devices, that security relies on your equipment being malware free. Yeah. So it, you know, and and what's happening is malware has become so good, and we're being targeted at you know in ways we've never thought of before, um, and and it's and people are really trying to infect our devices because if they can get into your device, they can get everything. They can lift your passwords yeah. out of your password manager. They can they can do you know some amazing things. They can capture your keystrokes. They can activate your webcam. Um, you know the the what what some of these crooks can do is is pretty scary stuff. Um, so. So you need to maintain it. But I have to say that over probably the last five years or so in terms of the evolution of security and the way we deal with software systems, the the thing that we need to encourage people to do actually even before they install the antivirus software um, is to make sure that they've updated their computer. Right. Because the... And, and it's really about making sure that all of your devices, your operating system and all of your apps are always up to date as much as they can be and you have antivirus as well because that will detect and, and protect against any threats that, that get onto the system. But even a good antivirus solution like AVG really won't do the job properly unless you are also updating yes. your operating system and because all of your apps. Because if there's a gaping and a lot of people hole in Windows... Understand that. Yeah, if there's a gaping hole in Windows and you haven't plugged it, AVG can't plug the hole that Windows might have accidentally created for themselves. So yeah, that's, that's why you've got right. to have at both the Windows and the key software level, it's all got to be up to date. And in this day and age, God, it's so easy to do. It's just a, it's a constant update. It's happening in the background. Just enable that stuff and check it regularly. And then your security layer on top, be it AVG or another, is, is actively assisting in the, in the kind of protection over and above that. That's right. And I get a lot of people also have a bit of paranoia about when they see those update announcements pop up onto their screen. They th and sometimes they say to me, Michael, is this legitimate? You know, is this, is this thing that's asking me to update, is it real? Mm. And, I, and I have to say, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 99 times out of 100, the message you're seeing on your screen to update your software is real. And the people who are seeing the fake update messages are the people who forgot to update their, their systems yes. over time and then got <laughs> infected subsequently. So... Um, and that's the irony of the situation, right? So make sure you update everything. All right, some good tips there um, for this Christmas shopping, and uh, and they, they apply any time. So even if you download this next year, it'll still be relevant to you. But uh, in the meantime, uh, shopping time, Christmas time, God love it. Michael, thanks for the tips, mate, and uh, you have a Merry Christmas. Thanks, Trevor. You too. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, tech Life with Trevor Long. If you want to get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Steve. Hey, you you had a question about the old doc, mate. Um, the um, yeah, have you got any distributors in Perth? The old doc, um, the old doc bloke is based in Melbourne. He only sells online. He did he did a pop up store in one of the shopping centres down there, I think. But I don't think he does this distribution. Um, I think it probably kills his margins. So, are you willing to buy online? Um, my wife was really interested in it. She quite liked the concept of it and stuff, but I was trying to get it for Christmas and things, so I could get a little bit on the tricky side. Yeah. 
yeah. I think you'll struggle to find it in a store um, because he's really pushed it uh, through the online. I think he struggled to get distribution earlier in the year. I reckon if you were to yeah. order it today, like tonight, I, th- I reckon you'll be sweet, mate. And I, and I think what you should do is on the on the online order, you should make it clear that, that it's a, you know you want it for Christmas. You've still got what two, two two and a half weeks. I don't think you'd have yeah. any drama, yeah. mate. Well, I'll get online again tomorrow and um, have a look at it and just see what they... Because there's no, there's no person you can actually talk to directly at the... You know, are it? you on Twitter or uh, Facebook? No. Jeez, you know, because that is the way to get in touch with these kind of people. <laughs> um, I'll tell you oh, what I'll okay. do. Yep. I, I, on your behalf, I've got your... I'm trying to have your email here. I mean, check, check, check. Uh, I've got your email. What I do is I will forward your email and phone number, if, if that's okay, to uh, to the Aussie distributor. I know him because he sends me the gear to review. Um, and yep. I'll, I'll tell him to get in touch directly with you. All right? How's that for a deal? All right. Yep. Because yep. we deal with Star Trek because we deal a lot with the Eastern States. So we get express things coming overnight and stuff like that. Yeah, that's like the that. thing. So I don't reckon, if he's got stock, I don't reckon you'd have any drama. Do you know? Because, like, you know, there's a few different versions. Do you know which one you want specifically? Uh, I was just having a general look around at them yeah. at the moment. I can give him a model number and stuff like that. Is, easy is enough, your, but I mate, can even get it picked up. Has your wife um, actually seen it on the internet? Because, mate, my wife, oh, I've got one in the office here. It's black. She's and, big um, into Facebook and stuff, so she's probably, she's probably seen it. Because you want to make sure you get the right colour, mate. You get the wrong colour, you're in drama, mate. <laughs> you, you, yeah. don't, you don't want to get the wrong colour for your wife, mate. All right, you. Um, I'll send. I'll send an email to the distributor, and uh, and he'll get in yeah. touch with you. Pretty quick, smart, and I'm sure you'll be able to get it sorted. And yeah, there's one ticked off your Christmas list, mate. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Good on you, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. All right, thanks for that. See you, mate. You. Cheers. And if you've got a question, get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com.au. Your tech life with Trevor Long. Well, I think I've covered everything, but frankly, I can't sit there any longer. It's quite weird. I've got to. I've got to lift my own arm up, even though I can actually use my arm it hurts to lift it up because it uses the muscles that are in a bit of pain right now um so i uh yeah i'm struggling uh i have to lift my own arm just to just to get it off the table and to put it near things and stretch my fingers out that's uh, fun uh the joys of technology um <laughs> thank you for listening uh if you'd like to donate christmas gifts to my children because i can't afford any anymore <laughs> i'm just glad i'm not in a cast I'm thankful for finding an awesome doctor. Dr. Duckworth was amazing. Um, and I'll be able to do CES and other TV appearances between now and then without looking like an idiot with a cast or a sling. So um, amazing piece of work because people told me I've been in cast for weeks. So I'm happy um, once I get over it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Let's talk again next week. 